Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of uh, OTS Outside the Spotlight. Uh, I am your host, Darnell Autry. And I thought, folks, today that I would um, I would spend the show addressing uh, the NFL and what's been going on for the last uh, last couple of weeks. You know, I wanted to give it I wanted to give the NFL right now at least two weeks before I start you know jumping into things and trying to jump to any conclusions about who's what and who's doing what and who who's uh, you know who's really doing what they need to do and you know who's you know who's who's the real deal. And I feel I felt like. You know, after week one, it was a whole bunch of crazy stories happening, and and so I was not quite, you know, settled on all the all the the hubbub. So I figured I'd wait, and then uh, so this week, this show, uh, you know, we're gonna really address this, uh, just the NFL. Uh, I'm joined today uh, with a very special guest, a, a good friend of mine. Uh, um, he he he's my resident uh, uh, NFL expert, if you will. Uh, my guy uh, Kevin Schola. Kevin, you there? Hey, D.A., how you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Thank you very, very much for uh, uh, being on the show. I know... uh uh, you, I know you're a very busy man these days. I know you've been, you know, sports announcing for what? You've been with the Yankees, right? The Yankees uh, minor league? Yeah, yeah but I just finished up the Trenton Thunder there in uh, New Jersey and... Uh, you know, several college teams, a couple of pro beats, and actually going in the anchor uh, CBS tonight. And uh, Phillies and Mets got rained out, so that'll make it a little easier. But uh, we'll, you know, <laughs> running around like a maniac. Well, you know, I, I, I sincerely appreciate it, man. And you're also, you're also doing some uh, announcing with the uh, with the lingerie league, right? I am a brand new lingerie basketball league. Uh, it's really uh, something folks should check out. Don't let the name fool you. Uh, they are beautiful women, no doubt about it, but they can play. A lot of them former college uh, stars. This uh, one particular player by the name of Zipporah Chase is somebody everybody, if you like basketball at all, should take a look at. Uh, she's teammates actually with JoJo McCarthy, too, uh, Jenny McCarthy's sister, so a little Chicago tie-in for you. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. They're just uh, they have a few weeks off now getting ready for the championship game coming up uh, between the beauties and the glam. So, oh, wow. Uh, what's going on there. Yeah, but a lot of fun. I appreciate you asking. Oh uh, no problem, no problem. Like I said, I I, I actually watched a couple of clips of that uh, that lingerie football league. And, I mean lingerie basketball league. And, mm, man, 
Those ladies, good night. You know, at first I thought it was going to be kind of like, eh, you know, women's basketball. I don't know about that. But then, I, you know, they got out there, and I was like, wow, they they get rough and tough and start knocking girls down and picking up rebounds. I mean, it's 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 pretty intense over there, not to mention it's not terrible to look at, that's for sure. Yeah, I think that's the M.O., right? They draw you in with the outfits and then keep you around with the hoops. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, again, I, I appreciate you, um, you know, uh, you know, calling in today, and I, and like I said, your your expertise is definitely um, uh, valued here. Uh, so I, I kind of wanted to start out, Kev, with uh, uh, with the topic of uh, uh, Cam Newton. Uh, you know, I know, I, you know, there was no question and no doubt when he came out of Auburn that. He was a, a, a truly a, a special athlete. I mean, you know, at six five, what two sixty? Uh, there was no doubt that he was a special athlete. But are, are you surprised at, at at what he's doing? Well, you have to be from the standpoint of the sheer numbers. I mean, they're record setting. So we have never seen this four hundred yard plus twice in a row in your first two games. So from that standpoint, from the sheer numbers, yes, I'm surprised. I'm also surprised because even though they didn't win the games, they are 0-2, where most people think they would have been. Uh, you thought that the team around him wasn't so hot, so you said, well, you know, he's going to have growing pains. You know, they even talked about in the preseason, was he even going to start? So the, the, the fact of the matter is the 400 yards shocks you. But you said coming out of school, you know, we all saw his uh, – his, um, height and weight and his athletic ability but we've seen that before on a lot of guys and you, you know what you know what potential's good for not much right the thing that Russell. Me about Cam the most is he, he almost thought it was fake because he has handled things so perfectly off the field too even when the big controversy went down but just the way he deals with it he always says the right things and that doesn't necessarily translate into victories or you know uh, success on the field but so far so good for him on a personal level and even after these two 400 yard games what did he say yeah, that's great, but we didn't win, and I'm here to win and win now. So yeah, that's a, I thought that was. Too. Yeah, I thought that was. I thought that was really major, and you know, I, I think it's it's interesting because I was watching ESPN, and you know, it's funny how like. You know, they start out, yeah, the numbers are great or whatever, you know, but, you know, when do we think these are going to translate into wins? And then that, that sort of then leads you into the conversation of, you know, he's a great athlete, but is he like a, is he a leader? Is he someone that can, you know, make the right decisions, you know, 20 yards, you know, in the red zone? Is he going to throw a pick or is he going to, you know, make the right decisions that, that are going to help, you know, it's the little things that help you, uh, uh, win the games, but then more importantly, once you win games, then they start talking about, well, yeah, you know what, not only is he putting up big numbers, but he's also a leader. And who knows, right? I mean, we'll see that when it comes. And if he just threw for pedestrian numbers these first couple of weeks, everybody would probably say, okay, he's about where a rookie quarterback thrown into a starting job right off the bat would be. But because he has these giant numbers, too, I think it's a, a positive and a negative as far as press coverage because there's, you know, he's getting blown up as far as look what he's doing. But, you know, to penalize him for no wins, I mean, come on, Carolina had a horrible year last year. One of the games they lost to the world champion Packers and they almost won the thing. And then they had a tough one in the opener as well and the, you know, banking on a rookie to win an opening game, you know, that's not something that you can just say is you know, a lot easier said than done. So I think uh, the script is still yet to be written, but certainly a wild couple of first two games and unexpected to say the least with those robust numbers. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And speaking of uh, uh, robust numbers and or, and or lack thereof, uh, what what is going, I mean, I you know, they talk a lot about the Colts, and, they, you know, Peyton Manning is obviously, uh, you know, he's a Hall of Fame uh, quarterback, and, 
you know, I, I, I got an opportunity to get beat up and battered and bruised by him in college at the bowl games. But, you know, you for him to go down and to have that team literally just absolutely positively fall apart is, I mean, it is, it is clearly, I mean, I'm not saying anything that's not Captain Obvious, but, you know, he is... Bar none, probably what the most valuable player on his on his team, correct? I mean, would you would you say that, Kev? Sure, absolutely. Arguably in the whole league. Absolutely, absolutely. And and it's and I guess I mean I'm, I'm shocked that you know that everybody else didn't say, okay, hey, you know, we need to step up and and because they, they've got a lot of good veterans guys on the team. They they have guys that have been there. They have guys that have won Super Bowls. Uh, you know their defense. Uh, you know again their offense has won them games. Uh, defense has kept them in them. Uh, but you know it, it is it, it really does shock me that you know one player can psychologically you know just devastate. And and I, I haven't heard any of the latest. Have you heard any of the latest on them, uh, Kev? Whether or not Peyton's going to be back at all this year, or is it sort of week to week? What's the what's the what's the thoughts on that? I haven't heard any official word, but all the rumblings I've heard have been even worse. I mean, the speculation of them perhaps never coming back. I doubt that's going to be the case, only from my own feelings and the fact that we thought a couple of months ago that he'd be ready for this opener. But, um, no, I haven't heard anything on a positive note, and I would not be surprised if he's shut down. Wow, that's – that's that. I'll tell you what, that, that crushes you fantasy. I hope you didn't pick Peyton Manning first round because you got – I mean that that is devastating, absolutely devastating. Wow, I, I I don't even. I mean, as 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 shocking, I guess for I guess it's really not that shocking, but at the same time, it is kind of shocking because you know we're they're all pros and and you know these guys have been Super Bowls and it's just it is kind of strange to me that you know they haven't stepped up and I, I think they have a better chance of of winning a game than I guess Kansas City would. I mean, would you would you would you say that? I thought the Kerry Collins signing was great. I thought that was a brilliant move from the standpoint of the Colts saying, hey, if Peyton is out, now at this time we thought he was only going to be out a couple of games. Right. So we're going from that mindset. But I thought they said, hey, if Peyton is out, we're not going to risk it. We're going to bring in a proven winner, a smart veteran guy right. who can get it done for us until he comes back. Now, even when they said Manning would be out long term, I thought, well, Collins has won recently, that shocking year the Titans put up a couple of years ago when nobody expected them to be a big-time team. Right. And so, therefore, I really felt that they still could win this division. Um, now, after these couple of games, I mean, the Browns game at least was close. Right. Uh, you got to win that game. Uh, and if they did, we'd probably be thinking a whole lot different. And it is too early still to panic. And they still could win this division. But the shellacking they took from Houston on the opener, you know, Houston's been licking their chops to get these guys. It's been years already. They want to pass them. And, you know, that game is always tough for the Colts, no matter what the records are. So even though it has been a tough start, and I do think you hit it on the head, D.A., about psychological, because I think Gary Collins is more than capable. So there is something going on there without Manning and, and his leadership and, you know, the way he brings the shock, the uh, play clock down to zero and talks to everybody and all the theatrics. He is the guy that they're used to, so it may take a little while. The question is, will the Titans and Jags and uh, Texans still be in sight by the time they write the ship? Right, 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 right. And I think they can. I think the Colts 
can still be a player here. I know. I, that's you know what you're giving him a lot more credit than I am because I'll tell you what, I, my my father's a huge Colts fan, and I know he's just sick to his stomach right now. So well, he, you know, he's shocked. He's not used to it. They've been spoiled for so long. Yeah, true, true, true. Sorry about that, Dad. You've been <laughs> you've been spoiled too long. Now, now it's reality check. This is NFL now. Now you got to deal with uh, being a fan when your team is not good. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so let's all right. So then then let's talk about another team that that is. That I, I, I'm not surprised uh, about the Detroit Lions. I, I'm not surprised. I know that they're another one of those teams that were building. They were putting things together. They were getting little pieces here and there. I mean, I love Megatron. The, the wide receiver, Calvin Johnson, is just an animal. I love, uh, uh, obviously, Anonymous Sue. I mean, they, they, their name, they're, they've got some big names now over there, and they're actually stepping up, and they're putting some slacking on some teams, huh? You know what the campaign slogan is there? It's the health, stupid. Simple as that, because they are finally healthy. I think we would have seen this a year ago, maybe even a year and a half ago, and you started to see signs toward the end of last year. They have a good coach. They have a quarterback now that, at least for now, you know, everybody in Detroit crossing their fingers is healthy. You saw him even limp off at one point in week one, but it was just the crabs. Right. But, you know, everybody is always nervous about what staff are going to do next. The guy can play ball when he's out there. And you mentioned Megatron and everybody else. And, you know, on defense, too, with Sue, this is a team, tough division, because, you know, Green Bay and Chicago at you. But uh, still, this is a team that, yes, 10-6 and six is in their sights. Now, they are still Detroit, and when I say that, I don't mean they're a poor team anymore, but you got to get over that mental hump, too. So, so do expect them to lose a couple of games this year, say in the fourth quarter, that either they don't hold a lead or they fail to come back, and that could be the difference, you know, between, say, 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, and 10-6, and 11-5. And and so we'll have to see how they respond there. But talent-wise, yes, and they should be around for a while now, unfortunate for the Bears. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I hear you. There, there is I think that's a that's a great point, Kev. About you know how do you respond to adversity? How do you respond when you know you you're late in the game and you need and you don't have that experience? You don't have experience of of you know coming back in the end and trying to win the game. You don't have those kind of learning you know learning experiences. You just right now they're just dominant, and so you know I think it'll say a lot about them when they get themselves in the clutches and they start going well. You know we're down late in the quarter. Is is Stafford going to make those decisions? You know late in the fourth, is he going to make those decisions? That are going to get him over the hump is is the defense going to come up with a big play when they need to come up with a big play and you know they they haven't been tested yet you know they 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 haven't been tested in terms of uh, um, you know those growing pains those things that like oh you know. We, 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 you know, we came close. Uh, you know, we didn't win. Now, now, how do you, how do you bounce back from there? You know. Well, the fact that it was two blowouts too. I, I haven't seen anything on this, but I would love to see. When was the last time this team's been around? Way back there. This is an old time team. Uh, I wonder when the last time was that Detroit has won two games in a row by such a margin. I bet you got to go way back. No, I, I, I would, I would imagine. You know, I'm going to get my stats guy on that. I would imagine. But uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about Donovan McNabb, Tim Tebow, talk about the Bills, and and this whole faking injury thing. I don't know what's going on with that. We'll be back. Darno Autry, OTS. flagship station for sports. Voice America. 
America Sports. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. You'll hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're talking about the NFL. I got my, my co-host for the day, Kevin Shola, on the on the phone. He's the NFL, res, uh, my resident expert here. Uh, you know, we, we just got done talking about Detroit and what kind of surprise they were. And, you know, now, now I, I want to go into... Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, and and I think what's interesting about Minnesota is one, obviously my guy Donovan McNabb. I played with him in Philadelphia. Uh, I, I think Donovan is uh, a really he's a great guy uh, as an individual. I think that he was, uh, you know, I I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's extremely smart. I think he's extremely intelligent. I think that you know when he started getting the raw deal in Washington, I think he handled it with class. Um, and, 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 you know, when he, when a lot of us guys were like, God, come on, Donovan, say something back, you know, give him the piece of your mind. Let him know that, you know, what you accomplished. I mean, you, you went to the, you know, you went to the Super Bowl. I mean, you've been to the, you know, championships. I mean, come on now, you know, step and stand up for yourself. But he handled it with class. And, and now, and now he's at Minnesota. And when, and when I first signed him, I, you know, I, I, wasn't quite sure. I mean, I was happy that he was that he's playing somewhere, but I was just really concerned about you know, uh, you know, not that AP is not amazing. I mean, he's he's really sick, but you know, Kev, I was I was concerned about what what else do they have? You know, what else what else does Donovan have to work with? You know, you're hitting it right on the head right there. The McNabb to Minnesota things about three or four years too late. Right. So he w- he was rumored there back before they uh, grabbed Favre. Right and and you and you saw what what happened there. Favre took them, you know, if not for that costly interception, almost to the Super Bowl the year the Saints won it. So uh, that was McNabb's time when he was also rumored to Chicago and, and a lot of other places. And what happened was things just played out the wrong way all around from all three sides. I think your point about how he handled things is well taken, but I will say this. I think the treatment in Washington he received was better 
than the treatment he received at the end in Philadelphia. Yeah. This is what I mean by that. I mean overall. Look, Mike Shanahan has a new deal going on there. That's his team, and he was making moves that he thinks is going to win for that particular club right now. No, absolutely. And so far, so good. Again, it's only two games. That's, that's Washington. That's another story. Philadelphia, the way this man has been treated by the media and by a lot of the fans, the how unappreciated his time has been in Philadelphia is, is really sickening to any football fan out there. This man went to championship game after championship game. They went to a Super Bowl, almost won the Super Bowl. And meantime, you would think he is one of the biggest failures in the history of sports here. And meantime, they're celebrating other quarterbacks who've only played a handful of games. So it, it, that, that bothered me, whether whatever my opinions on McNabb are on the field or not, are irrelevant. Yeah. That bothered me from a football standpoint of just really in an accurate read of something that happened. I mean, this isn't a team, the Eagles, they haven't won the championship since 1960. Right. Like, six years before they called it the Super Bowl. So uh, it's not exactly like you win every year and he came in and ruined it. He's You're winning his quarterback ever as far as going to the playoffs. And it, it, Well, you know this league. The quarterback wins, he's the greatest, he loses, he's the worst. They forget about the other guys. Um, as far as Minnesota, I think that, you know, the, 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 the brief answer is, it's a little late, and they're in the wrong division. And like you said, yeah, you got him, you have AP, but who do you have? I mean, is that really a big-time team right now like it was a few years ago? I don't think so. Yeah, and they, I mean, you know, they gave up Rice, and I mean, I, I just, you know, I, 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 I think I completely agree with you that, you know, it was it was a couple years too late in Minnesota, and, you know, uh, it breaks my heart for him because again, I know he loves the game. I know he's 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 extremely gifted player, uh, you know. And and again, you know, I was in Philly with him, uh, and you're right. This such as such as fans, but I think Philadelphia in particular, you know, are are really. I mean, they 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 love their sports when they love their sports, and they hate them when they hate them. You know what I mean? And and if you do well, they love you, and then the minute you don't do well, they absolutely despise you. And you know, I get it. I get that. You know, you think that maybe. Donovan is maybe not at the top of his game. Maybe his game's kind of falling off a bit, and maybe it's time to, you know, do the youth movement and things like that. But there are ways to handle that, you know, ways yes. to do it with uh, uh, with respect and, and, and class and ways that you you say, hey, you know what, we appreciate all that you've done. And I don't doubt that Jeffrey Lurie, as, a, as an owner, you know, appreciated what Donovan has done. But I think oh, you're oh, right. I agree with you there. I agree with you there. But the, the perception, the, no, the absolutely. media perception, the fan perception, and, it's, you know, it's the cross that quarterbacks bear, too. You don't hear them saying this about Westbrook or running back. You don't hear them saying this about other guys who have left this team. And they say, oh, great job. We almost won the Super Bowl with McNabb. Oh, hey, why didn't we win the Super Bowl? So uh, how you can point your finger at a quarterback like that who really did better than anybody in your history amazes me. Yeah, that's, that's you know, that that does, that bothers me. And I know he, I know he, I know he spends his off time here in Phoenix. So when I, so when I run him to him in Phoenix, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to him about that and see how he's how he's doing. Hopefully, the Minnesota turns it around this week. Uh, so you know, but let's you know let's let's stay uh, let's stay on quarterbacks and and let's let's talk about the Broncos. You know, I talk about a raw deal just you know around the uh, around the thing of the quarterbacks at, at at you know Orton and the whole Tebow thing and the whole Brady Quinn thing and you know. 
Now, Orton is the guy. That's it, flat out done. No other. I, I don't. I don't know what uh, what the other question is. I don't know what uh, what the other uh, what everybody's wondering about. Uh, you know, yes, Tim Tebow is a great player. I give him that absolutely. He's a great college player. He's got great leadership qualities. He's a gifted athlete. I, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll, but he is not ready to be the guy. He's not ready to be the guy. Is he ready to contribute? Absolutely. Can you throw him in on a wildcat thing? Absolutely. Can you make him a, you know, put him in as a wide receiver or, you know, put him in some kind of packages? Absolutely. And I think that's what they should be doing with him right now and really taking advantage of his youth, his athleticism. Uh, you know, he gets the crowd fired up. The fans are excited. But you can't, you can't. You know, uh, people of Denver, please take it easy. Now, I'm a fan of Tim Tebow. I think he's, I think he's a good athlete, but I'm not a fan over the top where, you know, just because he does a lot of great things as a human being, that all of a sudden, just because of all those things, he should be the starting quarterback because, because what? Just because he he, he was talented in, in college? Because he's a, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't get it. What, what are your thoughts on that, Kev? I don't I don't get it. I think the frustration in Denver comes from a couple of things. One, they're seeing the Cam Newtons. They're seeing these other guys, Colt McCoy, who are thrown right into it, and they want that from Tebow. They're excited and want to see him play. And, you know, you're saying he's not ready, but the fans are saying, well, we don't know that. We want to see a body of work to see if he's ready, and he's exciting, and he's a guy we think is going to be here a long time, hopefully, and build on the future and a guy we want to get this thing started. I think the second thing is they just don't believe Orton is ever going to win them a Super Bowl. Yeah, can Kyle Orton go 10-6, and six, maybe get you in the playoffs? Sure. But I think the mindset is, look, it's not like he's replacing Elway. It's not like an Aaron Rodgers sitting in back of Brett Favre situation. Right. It's a, when are we getting rid of this guy who's not a bad player at all? Numbers-wise, he's a pretty good player. Right. But I don't think there's a faith there that he's going to win any games of you know importance, that Kyle Orton and the Broncos are on their way to the Super Bowl. If you said to someone, hey, I know that the Broncos are going to win a Super Bowl in the next uh, 20 years, I'm not going to tell you when, do you think it'll be before or while Orton's the quarterback or after? And I think you'd think 99% would say after. Um, and Tebow, you're right. No, he should not be judged as a quarterback because he's a good guy, and he is a good guy. But I think people also like him because of stuff he does on the field. No, um, absolutely. You know, you have these naysayers about the, this arm trajectory and the way he throws the ball and whatever. But I go back to the old John Cruck line uh, in baseball to paraphrase, you know, I'd rather have ball players than athletes. Now, Tim Tebow's both. He's an exceptional athlete. You could put this guy in at running back if you had to. But I think that people are just chomping at the bit, for lack of a better term, Gators, uh, to get him out there and see what he can do. And you see and then you know what? You're right, though, Darnell. He should contribute somewhere. I think there's frustration there, too. I think the fans would be fine if he came in at receiver or came in at running back a lot. It's right. just one or two plays. Right. What really shocks me here, one more thing, is John Fox. I really thought, with Fox coming in, that Tebow was going to get a chance here off the bat. And I don't like McDaniels at all. I thought the best thing, the Broncos, even though he drafted Tebow, I liked that. I didn't think he was ready to be a head coach. I think a lot of these guys off the Belichick tree, you know, they have the personality of Belichick, but they don't have the smarts or the X's and O knowledge of Belichick, right, right. and that has been you know their Achilles heel. But I thought when Fox came in, he was going to give him a chance, and you know so far no. So you know what's going to happen? They're, as long as they're around five hundred and in it, it's going to be Orton, and then when when not, you're probably going to see Tebow, barring.
barring an injury. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the other thing, though, that I, I, I like to rely on, and, and again, you know, he, he's probably got a better eye for it than I do, is, is John Elway. You know, John Elway being in that position that he's at, I think he's vice president or, or GM or something over there. I mean, I, I got to think that John Elway is looking at the quarterbacks specifically, and he's looking at it and he's saying, okay, this is what we got. Now, I, I got to believe in my heart of hearts that if John Elway thought that Tim Tebow could come in and play and 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 perform and win, uh, I, I got to believe that John Elway would have that influence to say, hey, this is what we, we, we should make this move. This is what we should do. The other part of it is that, you know, everybody's everybody's dying to see what's going to happen. Everybody's dying to, oh, you know, we see Cam Newton throwing all these yards and we see all these people coming in early, Colt McCoy coming in early and doing their thing. But what I don't think that, that some fans are ready to digest is are they ready to go, you know, three and, you know, three and 13? Are they, are, can they stomach, you know, going, you know, two and 14? Or can they stomach going over? Can they, can they, I mean, they, they want to hope that it's, it's the, it's the, the breakout that Cam is and it's the, the breakout that, uh, you know, that, you know, Coke gets thrown in and, you know, he has a little bit of success, but not much. But I mean, do you want a, a Peyton Manning here? I mean, can you stomach that? You know, and and I think that's what that's one of the untold questions. You know, that's one of those things that you just don't know. You know. Let me address the Elway point first. Uh, for my money, John Elway was the best quarterback I've ever seen, personally. Um, you know, I didn't see Johnny Unitas. I didn't see a lot of these older guys. But uh, to me, I thought Elway was the best quarterback out there overall package. Right. So, uh, yes, if he, he probably does have a lot of say. Maybe a little less because John Fox is a proven winner, and they probably give him a whole lot more than they gave Josh McDaniels. And maybe, who knows, maybe Elway's hands off and says, hey, it's, it's, it's your baby, John. You know, yeah, I don't maybe. No, yeah. but he also could be wrong. Uh, you know, that's why I think a lot of times you notice in the NBA and in a lot of sports, who are the best coaches? People who played but weren't that good. Right. You know, where, where, whereas when you had like Bill Russell or Magic Johnson, and, uh, it didn't work out so much. And right. I think a lot of that is because they expect you to be as good as them. Right. It's almost right. impossible. Whereas when you have a Phil Jackson, who was a guy on the bench with the Knicks in the seventies. He wasn't as good as the other guys, so he can watch talent and judge it from afar. And I think you might see some of that, too. So who knows what Elway would be looking at. But right. as far as are they ready, the Bronco fans, to go 3-13, and 13, well, one, I don't think a lot of them think they would go 3-13 and 13 with Tebow. I think right. they believe that Tebow could win. And I think it's not just in Denver. I think it's, you know, this guy has a huge following because of some of the things on the field, some of the things off the field, certainly in Florida and, and other places. But I also think... Yes, if you polled them and said three and thirteen once, yeah, maybe twice, three times. No, I don't think anybody because by that time you got to you know this league now. It's not like the nine early nineties. You can be two wins one year and in the playoffs the next year. Right. So you know I, I understand the frustration. I like Tebow a lot. I'd be interested to see what he could do. And and I don't think Orton's a guy that you're going to win championships with. Okay. Well, let's take a, let's take another break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk Bills, uh, the faking of the injuries, and then. Let's talk a little fantasy, and then uh, let's get some picks. Kev, what do you think? Oh, boy. Okay. Darnell <laughs> <laughs> Autry, OTS, Voice America. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. Leave the bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready. think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. <laughs> You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Uh, yes, thank you very much, Karen. I don't, I don't even know if that's the girl's name, but I think it's funny. <laughs> I like to call her different names, you know, until she actually calls in and actually know exactly whose voice that is. Uh, Look, I, I talked to the GPS lady, so it could get worse. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm here with my uh, with my co-host today. We're talking to NFL with my guy Kevin Shola. Uh, and you know, Kevin, let's 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 talk about the Bills, okay? Now, I watched I watched the first couple of games, and and I was really surprised at how explosive that team looks, and. They they are really surprising me, and and this Fitzpatrick that's making these these unbelievable decisions. I mean, he he really looks like he was sitting behind like uh, uh, Dan Marino or, or, or uh, uh, Joe Montana or something. The kind of the kind of decisions that he's making, and yeah, they talk a lot about. I know he's from Harvard, and I I get that. I mean, I you know I get that he's a super smart guy, but the kind of football stuff that he's doing. Well, Guys know how to be super smart, so. <laughs> but I mean, like, are you are you surprised? Are you shocked? I mean, I, is yeah. Buffalo is if Buffalo for real? Are they a real force to like to be reckoned with? Or no, I don't think so. I really don't. For a few reasons, uh, people saying of the surprise quote unquote two and O teams, who do you like? And we already addressed Detroit. I like Washington. A lot of people don't. I actually picked them for a wild card. Um, as far as Buffalo, 
even if they are for real, which I don't think they are, I still think it's going to be a losing season. But you gotta love the tenacity. You gotta love the heart. You gotta be happy for Chan Gailey and certainly Fitzpatrick, like you said. But <laughs> I got two things to tell you: New England Patriots and New York Jets. Yeah, that's even be if brutal. you are for real, you're looking at a, probably a minimum of three losses there. Uh, right. of the, you know, and one coming up this week of those four games. So you know, can they pass the Dolphins? Yes, but do I see them in the mix here for a while? card no but that's not necessarily a bad thing i mean again you gotta this team is playing with i mean look look what they did last year and this is the point we went over earlier in a generic sense this is a different league nowadays where you can turn it around quickly and uh could they win down the road with this quarterback why not he certainly looks like it right now we've we've never seen somebody from harvard do this because no one's ever been in the position right 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 i just think it's it's just i mean i i do i i love it because it's 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 you know it's good for the league it's good for buffalo the city of buffalo i always think about these you know second tier cities that have these teams and you know they don't get the media attention or the or the love that you know some of the big market teams get and or some of the teams that have been competitive and that have been winning in the last you know that have been winning for the last 10 years and you know unfortunately Buffalo's got that that stain that they've you know been to four Super Bowls haven't won anything I think Jim Kelly was a great quarterback but you know Buffalo they have this 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 cloud like 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 Cincinnati seems like they have a cloud. Like Cleveland feels like they have a cloud, and 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 uh, you know, I, I don't. I think it's great to see that you know, yeah, there's there, there's back to there's there's life back in the Buffalo, you know. Yes, all of that is great. It is a wonderful football city when they are winning. I've been to games there in Orchard Park. It's a heck of a place. Uh, I, I think if you haven't experienced it, you don't realize it. Everybody knows what goes on in Chicago and New York and right. other places, Dallas. It, 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 they have a love for that team that goes, you know, 365 days a year. Um, but, you know, you want to look at reality here. They, they blew out the Chiefs, um, and it looked impressive, but then the Chiefs got blown out again the next week, so you got to put a lot of that on the Chiefs. Too. Right, right, and then and then the Raiders, you know, the Raiders, right? I mean, right. Who, Raiders on the road. I mean, they blew the game too. So taking nothing. Let's be very clear here. Taking nothing away from Buffalo, they've done everything they could do in these first two games. It's great to see. Heck, I hope they win. But uh, you know, I, I'd be very surprised in a very tough division and a very tough AFC conference. No, absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, I think it's I think it's great for Buffalo, and 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 hopefully, you know, that that that. You know, shed some light on 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 them, and 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 hopefully they, uh, you know, I, I I don't know, I I I can't I, I can't imagine them having you know, uh, above five hundred year, but you know, it, it, I don't know, I don't know, but let's let's stay in New York, okay? So here's the thing, New York Giants, okay? In the game last week, right, Kev? They yes, they <laughs> faked some injuries. Right, I mean they 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 pulled like a college like University of Cal versus Oregon kind of like look to the sideline if someone says you go down you go down and two guys go down at the same time then look at each other like oops I mean was I supposed to go down or were you supposed to go down and yeah. it just looked real bush I mean it just looked real real I bad. Mean, this, this 
takes you back to the old days of sports, you know, the old stories that Hallis would let a dog run on the field every once in a while if the Bears were out of timeouts to get a break. Or, you know, Red Arbuck would make sure that the other team didn't have hot water in the showers. Yeah. Um, you know, from from just a pure fan standpoint, especially in these years when I have just been so upset about a lot of the rule changes, about this ridiculous kickoff situation now, about games being canceled because of weather that never would have in the past. Right. This I kind of laugh at in a gamesmanship kind of way. I, I think they'll get around to dealing with it. I thought Sam Bradford was <laughs> the best of this when he said, I heard them say, hey, somebody somebody fall down, somebody take a drive, and then two of them go down. <laughs> well, I, I was... There already is a rule in place. I mean, that's the other thing. Yeah, that's I mean, what I heard. Force that rule. You can I mean, let's say you're just uh, winded or, or what what have you. The rule is if it's not at a certain time in the game, you can go down. So that's so, actually, I mean, that's yeah, actually in the rule book? They're going to have to change it. Yeah, that's actually in the rule book, though? Well, yeah, if, if it's toward the end of the fourth quarter, they run off time. Wow. Well, I, so, but I, so when they did it, it was technically, I guess, still enough time on the clock. I mean, so, you know, I mean, really, it's like when people get mad about the Yankees and say, hey, they keep winning and spending all this money. Well, they're just doing what's in the rules. Same thing here. I think, you know, if they would have done that with, say, the Giants had the ball and no timeouts and five seconds left and Eli Manning fell down, well, the ref would have said, that's it, run the clock, game's over. So Right. I. I I heard, and I'm, and I'm actually looking it up right now. Somebody told me that they they decided that Goodell actually made some kind of some kind of announcement about if you fake an injury, he finds everybody or something. He, he starts throwing out fines all over the place. Did you hear anything about that? Well, it's good. Yeah. Well, you know, Goodell has tried to make a statement here on a lot of things, and uh, you know, and just when you think like, hey, listen, I like what he's doing here, he comes back with something else, and you say, oh, you scratch your head, whether it's uh, you know whatever your opinions are. You know, people had very strong opinions on on Vic, on Roethlisberger, on the helmet to helmet hits. You know, Goodell's had a lot of things here to deal with in his short tenure as commish, and following a guy like Tagliabue, where things were rather you know peaceful. Uh, had a, he's had some trouble, and not, you know, of course, the lockout—not the smallest of it. So now you have something here with uh, guys falling down and getting hurt. Listen, punters have been doing it for years, Darnell. Come on. <laughs> no, that—that that, you're absolutely right. You're ab- and, and let's not even start talking about like. Uh, uh, like soccer players, they're the ultimate floppers. Right. So I mean, well, listen, that's all you can watch in those games. No one scores, right? No. <laughs> like, oh, I'm watching the game. Guess what happened? Nothing. Oh, okay, awesome. That's... <laughs> I mean, you want to be, you want to go win some money? You just bet on a game and guess the score one nothing. You'll be right nine out of ten times. <laughs> but you know, but but back in the day, uh, I, like, I like soccer about as much as Kenny Powers. But yeah. go ahead. <laughs> well, at the same time, though, I got I got to say though, I do love the theatrics. You know, I love the entertainment. So you know. To watch those two dudes go down, they'd be like, "Oh, you should you go down? Should I go down and roll around?" And then someone they both stand up at the same time. I, you know, you I know, thought you that have was a punter, a soccer player, and an NBA post player, and see who could be the best flop. <laughs> Absolutely, no. Or something, and we could vote for it and sponsor it, and maybe pay down the debt, put it on pay per view. What do you say? <laughs> but, and I love it. Let's let's do that. I like that. So let, let's we. Let's let's talk now in general because there's this big, huge, crazy thing called fantasy football. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it, but it is it is way bigger than I could have even imagined. I mean, I know it's been around for a long, long time, and you know, I barely got on board like two years ago, and 
uh, you know, this year is my second year. So, yeah, so I got on board last year for the first time, and I was like, I don't know. It just seems kind of like a geek kind of dork thing to do. Like, you know, I yep. played, and I don't, you know, I watch the games. I don't need to, you know, be studying players and all that stuff. That's just not my thing. But, man, last year I signed up for a team and a league, and first of all, let's be clear, I finished last. Uh, I'm not happy about it. Uh I, I I thought that I was doing well with the draft, and it went south on me, and then I just got clobbered all year last year. I'm currently 0-2 right now this year, which is no bueno. I don't know what's going on. Half my team is injured, which I'm not happy about. Kev, what, this fantasy thing is just, it, it is, and my sister's involved for the first time. I mean, she's a football fan, but she's nowhere near like, I mean, she's a, she's she's 2-0 and now in fantasy, and I'm like, what is going on? So I, well, I, th- I think you hit it right on the head the first time. Uh, you know, you said you thought it was perhaps a dork game, and here you are, the the former NFL star and college uh, great, and uh, and you can't pick a winner. I-, I did the opposite thing. I played way back as a kid uh, in middle school when rotisserie baseball came out. You know, a bunch of us uh, goofballs. We grabbed the smartest kid in class. We made him the commissioner. Right. All right. This is way back before anything was going on as far as uh, internet or computers or anything. So. This kid had to take all the stats either by hand or on his word processor or whatever. <laughs> and we played for a couple of years, and it was fine. I hadn't played since, and then I played one year of football, like back in '02, I want to say, when Rich Gannon was going nuts and right. went to the Super Bowl, quote-unquote, and lost because Marshall Falk had about a 10-touchdown day on me. But I, I don't know. I'm kind of more in your mindset. Now, if I had a league with a bunch of good friends and the guys like yourself, that may be something else. But I also, too, kind of had that thought of, like, you know, it, it, it's fantasy football or talk to girls kind of thing uh, no, for, right. for, a lot, for a lot of these players. Now, I, listen, I, I know how big it is, but for me, when it comes on the TV and it's the fantasy segment, I, I kind of go elsewhere. Yeah, I, yeah. when he start, when he start know, breaking it down. The NFL's been around since 1920. It's amazing that people, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be out watching the Bears and someone will come tell me that they have Hester or they have Cutler, and I'm just like, what? I don't care. Right. <laughs> right. Now that you told me, I hope the Bears win, but that, that particular player doesn't do well, you know? <laughs> Well, I mean, I just like I said, I, I think it. I think it's been great for. Uh, it's great for the league, and I think it's it's been a it's been another way for more fans to get involved with. You know, again, like we talked about earlier, you know, second tier cities like Buffalo, and you know, because you got some of those players on the team. But uh, let's let's take it. Let's take another quick break. Uh, we'll be back, and we'll talk about the, this week that's coming up, and let's talk about picks and and who Kevin likes because I'm I'm interested. I'm writing it all down, so then we'll v- revisit it next week. So. Turn Autry, OTS, Voice America. We'll be back. Thank you. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. 
Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on, it will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news, Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck, a no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball, deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Uh, welcome back. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're heading into the home stretch for our final, uh, you know, final segment of the, today's show. We're talking about NFL. Uh, I got my guy Kevin Shola. He's a resident NFL expert, my man. Uh, so, so Kev, let's 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 talk about let's talk about picks this week because you know I'm I'm in a couple of pools, right? And I and okay. I already I already set myself up. Now I got I got my ideas of who I think is going to win, but I'm just interested in in what in getting your thoughts. So let's go let's go through the teams and let me know your picks, and then you tell me why you like who you like. Okay. All right, we're going uh, straight up here. Yeah, we're going. Straight up, we're not we're okay. not doing points. We're just going straight up. Who wins and who loses? Okay. All right, let's do it. Okay, so um, I, I'm embarrassed for the first one. How about the Patriots and the Bills? I like the Patriots, and they should take care of it. I think they want to send a message to say, "Hey, we're the undefeated team, not you." Patriots big. Patriots big, huh? Okay, I okay. So. I do. Here, Wait, here. Just, uh, you got to tell me where the games are too. Don't okay, you? I got you. So, so it's Patriots. It's at the it's at the Bills. So. Yeah, I still think Patriots will take care of them. Okay, so Patriots... They're playing on that level again. You know, Brady's looking like, you know, 07. He really is. Right, right. Okay, so how about um, 49ers at Cincy? Now, well, I... You know, I think... these first three weeks, we've really had a lot of games that are really even on paper. And the Niners, that was a crusher to Dallas. They had to win that game. They would have been 2-0. and Then they could have played with house money here and lost this one. But you know what? Give me the upset on the road. I'll take San Fran. Uh, you know what? I like San Fran, too. And last week, I was the only person in my pool to pick San Francisco. And I was feeling good up till two seconds left in the game. And the damn Dallas kicked the field goal. And I'm like, darn it! So I would yeah, look like a genius. I, I like Harbaugh. I, I took the Niners in that division this year because that's, you know, in anybody's guess kind of division. Right. And, uh, so I'm going to stick with them. You know, since he's had their problems, they always lay an egg when you think they're doing something. So let's go Niners. Okay. What about Dolphins at, at the Browns? Browns got a win last week, and I thought the Browns would be improved this year. Um, Dolphins are going to be in a lot of trouble if they lose this game, but I think they're going to be in a lot of trouble. I like Cleveland. Yeah, I like I like the I like the home field myself. Okay, now here's here's an interesting one: Broncos at Tennessee. 
That is very interesting because Tennessee, who would have thought what we saw last week, right? I that mean, was an explosion. Like, what? really did a good job. I'm torn because I don't like, again, we talked about it earlier in depth. I'm, I'm not big on this Broncos situation. Now, of course, if I pick against them, Orton's <laughs> going to come out and Tebow's going to come in and run for five touchdowns. Right. But I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to take the Titans. Yeah, yeah. And in, and in, and in the league, I mean, I mean, everybody went Titans except one person and I don't know who that person is, but whatever. That no, was John Fox. I think. <laughs> okay, so now we've got Lions at Minnesota. Now that's, I think that's the sneaker pick of the week. Like I think that, like you said, Detroit's got that thing where they 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 gotta they gotta have a letdown somewhere. There's right, and you have the opposite way too. There's something about desperation. Owen to Minnesota, you can say goodbye, and I'm not over exaggerating. Season's over if Minnesota doesn't win this game. It's a divisional game. They know each other well. I like Leslie Frazier. Let's go with the Vikings. Yeah, love love Leslie Frazier on that. Okay, here's a, here's one that I'm super pumped up about. What about Texans at New Orleans? Wow, that is a track meet, right? That's a heck of a get. Yeah, yeah. Get the abacus out for the score, right? Um, uh, you know, I'm big on this league about what your record is. I really am. You know, last year, remember when the Bears uh, went to the Giants and and the Bears were undefeated, and then Cutler got sacked nine times, and and then the Bears went on to go almost to the Super Bowl anyway. But there was something about you knew the Giants had to win that game right. that night. It's one of those deals. Now this, you look at uh, the Texans; they, they they finally are winning. Usually, they drop a couple close ones. Saints though rebounded really well with the Bears. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Saints. Yeah, home field. I, I like that. Uh, the Giants. Giants at Philly. And the thing that made me nervous about that pick is that if Vic plays, I think Philly's got as 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 great a chance as they had beforehand. Vic doesn't play. Giants. Giants run all over. I get, get after him. So uh, I, I went with Philly. What are your thoughts? You know, these guys play the craziest games, the the, the Sean Jackson kick return, oh, all yeah. the way back to the to the miracle at the Meadowlands. It's always something. And I was the same way. I had Philly all the way with this, and then they said maybe or maybe not with the quarterback, and uh, I changed the Giants. Now it looks like he's playing, but I don't know. Now I kind of want to stay with it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the upset. I'm going to take New York. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to go Giants. I'm going to see because I don't know that Vic's healthy. You know, right? I, no, I, I hear you. You know, they may be able to beat him anyway. Kafka looked pretty good in Georgia. But, uh, I, you know, Northwestern's finest. I'm going Giants. You know, Northwestern's finest, Mike Kafka. There you go. Well, you're the finest. Come on. <laughs> Thank you kindly, sir. I'll pay you. I'll pay you after the show. Uh, okay, Jaguars, Panthers. Oh, the battle of the expansion teams, huh? <laughs> yep. They don't like each other. But it's amazing the, the path they've gone on. They both made a championship game the same year in 96, and now hey, they don't play very often because they're in different conferences. Wow. I, just when you think the Jags are going to lose, Jack Del Rio somehow rallies them, but Newton's been knocking on the door. I'll go home field here. Yeah, yeah. Everybody in the league went, went with Carolina as well. Jets at Raiders? Jets. Okay. Jets. What about... Uh, Ravens at the Rams. I don't like the Rams at all. I really don't. Yeah. You know, a lot of people thought they were so close last year, but remember, they were close in the division where the champ was only seven and nine. So it wasn't like they were close. You know, missing out by ten and six. They've looked pretty bad. They have injuries. 
Yeah. I, I don't like the Rams this week or this year. And the Ravens, are, you, you know when Ray Lewis gets upset, what it, happens. It's a problem so for everybody. What happened for the Rams was Tennessee putting a, a number on them. Take Baltimore. Okay, how about uh, Chiefs and uh, Chargers? Got to go Chargers. This Chiefs team looks completely in shambles. I don't know. When was the last time a team that had pretty much the same guys went to the playoffs and then comes back and loses two games like they've done? Chargers big. Yeah, and then, and then Charles is out. That's not good. No, and nope. he's done, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I think he's done. Packers at Bears? Well, you know who I'm going to pick. Yeah, I know. Uh, look, I am still hurt from the championship game, okay? <laughs> and everybody says, hey, you ready for the Bears? They were almost to the Super Bowl. And you know what? If they would have lost to anybody else, I'd be sky high right now. Even if Pittsburgh would have beat Green Bay for me, I'd be pretty happy. So I'm still in that mode. So I think it's one of those deals where the Bears may get a little payback, even though it doesn't mean much. Don't get me wrong. I think Green Bay is one of the top two teams in this league. But they do have some injuries this week in the secondary. Uh, let's, let's say Cutler gets a little protection and the bears pull it off i got you i got you uh cardinals cardinals in seattle two struggling teams i mean so so teams i think arizona's better and i think Cobb will get better i'm gonna go cards yeah you know i got the cards on that too because i just think that they got they got to pull out a win they they have to uh how about atlanta at the bucks Tampa surprised everybody. That was one of those games against Minnesota, you know, down 17 nothing. If you, if you went to sleep and read the score the next day, you would have been shocked. Right. Um, but I don't think, I think it runs, the magic runs out this week. I don't like Tampa in this one. I think they're going to fall. I like it. I like it. I like it, man, in this one. Steelers, Colts. So we're for the, for the oh, Monday night? You know, only two, like we talked about. And that's the last team you want to play is the Steelers, right? Yeah, ears pinned back, um, they'll be ready you to know rock. What? If they don't win their season's over, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Indy. Wow. Wow, that's gonna I'm be that's gonna, I know, I gotta go you know, I'm not gonna make it boring for you. <laughs> that's a that's a tall order, sir. I mean, I like Look, the Steelers. Look, you're Owen two in fantasy. I wanna give you a win here, so I'm gonna pick <laughs> I'm gonna try to give you this win. <laughs> so that's you give me the you give me the upset of the week. Marcus Man. Colts win. Kerry Collins, oh baby. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, how about uh Washington at Dallas Monday night? Go. Washington has been pretty good. Um really good in week one. Um and in week two they almost uh fell apart, but they showed they can win in two different ways. Um you you'd have to like Dallas in most situations. Uh, because they're probably the better team talent-wise, but they have some injuries, too. Not only guys that aren't going to play, but also a guy like Romo, who will play, but is a little banged up. I think Washington's on a little bit of a high right now, and division guys, they know each other. I like the skins. Wow. Yeah, I, 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 took, uh, I took Dallas on that. I don't know. I could just see the headlines, the heroics of, you know, a healed punctured lung, which I don't even know. I mean, I didn't even know a punctured lung could heal in a week. I mean, I... Less than a week, for that matter. I, I didn't even it know that could happen. It doesn't sound like something you want to have ever, so let's put it that way. Yeah. I, mean, you know, I mean, you and I have both had injuries, but nothing like that, that's for sure. So, no. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think Grossman's been really good. I think the defense has played better. You know, the, the Redskins have a lot of guys on defense that people didn't need some rookies making plays. So uh, Shanahan's got them playing. I think it could come down to a coaching situation, too, here. So I, I, I certainly like Shanahan in that. So let's go, let's go Washington. Fantastic. Well, like I said, we're, we're running out of time. 
Kevin, I really appreciate you on the show. Let's get me a fantasy fantasy win. I appreciate your picks. I love your information. Let's let's do this again real real soon, my man. Yeah, you sound like an old pro. You're doing a great job. I really appreciate you having me on, and we will definitely talk soon. And remember, Colts and Redskins. <laughs> my man, thank you very much for listening. Darnell Autry, OTS, Voice America. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show.